as the burning bush was there, the word says he passed by. And then he came back to see why it was not being consumed. And then the Lord saw him as he came back and began to speak to him. You know, I think there's opportunities that God gives us that we uh, feel the presence of God or we see things that we really don't understand. And uh, in those moments is when we need to pay attention to what God is saying and what he's doing. And uh, so I want to challenge you today to, to stop for a moment and listen to what God is saying and allow the peace of God to come upon you and let him work inside of you. You know, we've got a lot of things in this world that, um, that uh, can get you stressed out. But uh, when you have the peace of God, it doesn't matter what takes place on the outside because you know what's on the inside has got it all together. You know, when he comes and lives within you, what you have on the inside is what really matters, you know, and it's the presence of God. You know, I I believe today's going to be an awesome day. I believe today's going to be an incredible moment in time that we're going to see God's hand begin to move And I I truly believe that we're about to encounter some of the greatest miracles that the world has ever encountered. I I believe that when you go back in history and you look at the charismatic movement, you look at the Jesus movement, you look at a healing movement, all the different movements that have taken place, I believe that we're going to see all of those accumulated together. And we're going to see an outpouring of God's Spirit like our world has never seen before. And I think that the manifestation of some of that is going to come and begin to start quickly. I believe just as the pandemic came in quickly, and it just was not with one region, but it was a whole world that we that has encountered this, I believe that the whole world is going to encounter a move of God's Spirit like we have uh, never seen before. So uh, in saying that, I believe that every moment, every relationship that we have, and and when God begins to move, he begins to draw things together. And I think today is one of those days where that we're going to see uh, God moving, and we're going to hear a word from the Lord, and uh, I'm excited about this morning. I, I told our guest this morning on the way, I said, I can't wait to hear the word this morning and uh, to, to hear what the Lord has to say. And so I want you to open up your ears to hear. I want you to open your eyes to see and your heart to receive today what God has for all of us. And so this morning, uh, we have a a great, I say young man, uh, because of my age, and uh, I I find that I'm getting getting to that age where that um, when your doctors are younger than you are, you know you passed into an older age there. So anyway, um, I'm excited about today. Patrick Kitely is a dear friend of uh, ours and of this house. Been here several times, and the word that, uh, that he has given has been true. It's been accurate. But the thing that I love the most about this uh, young man is his integrity and uh, how he stands and how he weighs out his words before he begins to speak. And uh, so this morning, I want you to give a good uh, Ascension Parish, Gonzalez welcome as uh, Patrick Kitely, Pastor Patrick Kitely comes to minister to us this morning. Amen? We're going to have a great day. Pull on the Lord, and uh, we're going to see what God's going to do. Amen? Let there be light. Let there be power. Let me just put this down here. 
Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Doing good. All right. And everybody that's online, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone that's watching online, I know two people that are online, and that's my, my father and my mother. They called just a little while ago, and they're like, give us the link. We want to watch. And uh, so I sent the link, and they prayed. they prayed for us. They prayed for the service. So they bring greetings to everybody, Dr. David Kitely of my mother, Marilyn, and uh, so What's up, parents? How you doing, family? <laughs> and uh, so just love y'all and uh, see you tonight. Yeah, but, um, but it's an honor and privilege to be here again uh, with this family. I always tell people, if you get invited one or two times, you know, you're a friend, maybe an acquaintance, but at least a friend. But when you keep coming back over and over and over again throughout the years, it's family. And that's how we feel with you all, um, that a family connection. It's not just a kingdom connection, it's a family connection. So um, we just rise up and just call you all blessed. And, and your pastors, pastor, as Pastor Garland said, on the way to church this morning, he said, I can't wait to hear uh, you know, the word of the Lord this morning, I said, you know, after what happened last night, I said, I can't wait to hear what happens too, because, the, you know, there, there's an unction in this time, there's an unction in this place, and, uh, you know, we feel, um, you know, just the river of God just flowing uh, deeply um, in this place, and so uh, I thank God for, for you all. But I want to share just from the word this morning, and I'm going to go back <laughs> to that scripture that I tried to start with last night, and we'll see what happens here. But if you could turn with me to Mark chapter 11, let me get to it here. Mark chapter 11, and uh, verses 12, 13, and 14. And I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, and uh, I love how it, how it what it says in, in that version in this passage. And so let's, let's read it, and then we'll pray. And uh, we'll see what happens. Amen? Amen. Now, the next day, verse 12, Mark eleven twelve, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. One of the things I love about the scripture is Jesus is fully God and he's fully man. And there shows there's a humanity here in this piece of scripture. We realize, you know, you go back to John chapter four, and Jesus, he was talking to the disciples. He was he had, first he had had this encounter with the woman at the well, and then he was talking to the disciples, and they came up to Jesus and said, "Jesus, you must be hungry. It's about one thirty in the afternoon, and you know, you with, let's take care of you, Jesus. You need a Big Mac, you know." And uh, Jesus is, uh, you know, he turns to them. He says, "You know what? I have food you know not of. I have food, and that word food is actually uh, doesn't just mean a meal, but it means nutrients." And so you look in the Greek and realize, he says, I have nutrients you know not of. And they're wondering what's going on. But that word nutrients in the Greek is actually what we call a homonym. Now, what a homonym is, you know, you've heard of antonyms, and which is the opposite, and then synonym, which is the same. But a homonym is, is a word that is, sounds the same or is spelt the same. So, for instance, I can see or 
Also, I can go to the sea, the ocean, the waters. Or like, for instance, another homonym would be a bass. You play the bass guitar or you go bass fishing, B-A-S-S. And so that's a homonym. But in that scripture in John chapter 4, we're talking about Jesus being hungry. Um, he said, I have meal, a meal or nutrients you know not of. And in the Greek, that word for meal or food is actually a homonym for the Greek word kingdom. And so Jesus in that passage of scripture, basically, because you put those words together in those languages, you realize he was actually telling the disciples, I'm not looking for regular, you know, I'm not looking for a grilled cheese sandwich, you know what I'm saying? I'm not looking for some brisket today. He said, that's not what I'm feeding off of. There's a kingdom meal that you know not of, and that's what's feeding me. And I believe that we have to be people of the kingdom. And so here's Jesus in this scripture in John in Mark chapter 11, and it shows his humanity. Um, he had he had a source for his for his soul, but also he was hungry in the natural. Is anyone hungry right now? Um, I didn't have breakfast yet. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna go on the way to New Orleans, grab something this morning at Starbucks, and I like those egg bites, you know, because I'm doing keto right now. So, um, but uh, let me keep reading here. I'm, I'm off track. But it says, now the next day when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry. Verse 13, and seeing from afar a fig tree. And by the way, do a study in your Bible sometime about seeing from afar. Start in the book of Genesis, go right to uh, Genesis chapter uh, 13 with Abraham, and do a study in the Bible about seeing from afar, because that's where, where Lot, he looked from afar, and he saw Sodom and Gomorrah, and it was green, it was, there was great pastures, and so he had a choice this way or that way, and he looked from afar, and he saw that land, and it doesn't just mean he looked, he looked from afar. He was looking from a distance and surveying all of the land, and he chose to go towards Sodom, where in the same scripture, God told Abram to look, and he's again looking from afar, and he's looking at the landscape, and, and he sees this land. It might not look like as good as the land where Lot went, but the moment that Abram stepped into that land, all of a sudden, the land changed. It was blessed because there was a blessing on his life, and all of a sudden, the ground changed. What was desert, what was dry, what was wilderness territory, all of a sudden became alive because of the blessing that was on his life. The weather patterns changed. The rain came, and it changed. Everything changed because of, not because of the land or the location, but because of the man with the blessing. Come on, somebody. And I believe there's people in this room and people who are watching right now that there's a blessing on your life. And you might step into a situation that in, in, you know, you look from afar and it doesn't look like anything to you. But the moment you step onto that ground, that blessing on your life, I'm talking to somebody here today, is going to change the atmosphere. It's going to change the environment. It's going to change the whole world around. And so, and so sometimes you have to look back and you have to survey and you have to look from afar. But in the scripture, there's another time, another instance here where it says, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. Now, does anyone like figs? Like figs? See, I, I grew up and they had these things called fig newtons. You know what I'm talking about? 
And it was like, for me, I didn't enjoy Fig Newton, so I got this mindset, I don't really prefer figs, because I really preferred Chips Ahoy. You know what I'm saying? It's like you had a decision, hey, Mom, uh, I know you preferred me to have Fig Newtons, but, um, uh, you know, I just, it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, you have a choice, Fig Newtons or Chips Ahoy, or, or Oreos, or let's even take a double portion and have double stuffed. Oreos. Sorry, I'm talking about food here this morning, but <laughs> but but there, the, the, you know, there's just something that I just I don't personally prefer figs, but you know what? As I've gotten older, my taste buds have changed. But Jesus in this scripture, he sees this fig tree having leaves. Can somebody say leaves? I'm gonna say leaves. I want I want you to catch this here this morning. Leaves, and 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 he went to see if perhaps. He would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Can somebody say leaves? Leaves. Online you can say leaves. Leaves. Amen? And, and it says there, and this is the difference, because the same scripture is actually in, in Matthew uh, 21, but it's different in Mark 11 because of this one phrase, and it is this. For it was not the season for figs. It was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. And it's interesting in this piece of scripture, first of all, that Jesus speaks this word, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And we're in the book of Mark here, and it's not immediately. Because you have to read further in the scripture, and Jesus goes to the temple. This is right after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. This is only a couple days before crucifixion, and he's there, and he goes and he cleanses the temple. And then it says, in the next morning, they came back to the fig tree, and they saw that it had withered. But it didn't wither immediately. Remember last night we talked about immediately. The whole book of Mark is about immediately. And we love the suddenlies of God. We love the immediatelys of God. Actually, I was reading a scripture this morning in Mark chapter 6 where it talked about when Jesus came to a village, they brought all the sick. They brought all the beggars. They brought all the people in beds. They brought everyone in, in that needed a miracle to Jesus that they may touch the hem of his garment. And I love the scripture because it says, actually, I'll give you the reference, Mark chapter 6, and the last verse, verse 56, the last sentence, it says, and as mon- many as touched him were made well. I love that right there. I'm believing, I'm just going to toss this in here, and I'm speaking to people online, I'm speaking to people here in, in, in God's house today, that I'm believing for that type of miraculous power. Come on, somebody, because Jesus said, greater works you're going to do because I go to the Father. And so I'm believing for that type of miraculous power where the Scripture says in Psalms that there were none feeble among them. Come on, somebody. And you come into the house of God, and people are getting healed, and they're getting set free, and they walk in one way, like Ezekiel says, and they go out another way, and they're touched. Come on, somebody. And as many, it says, as many as touched him were healed. 
Why can't we go back to believing for that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just talking about a headache. And if you have a migraine headache, then we pray for your healing. But I'm talking about every manner and form of disease. Because right before that verse, that, that, that part of the verse, he, they list off all the different types of ailments and sicknesses and diseases. And then after they make the list, they make the statement, as many as touched him. And so i got to encourage somebody here today to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. Reach out and touch him because as many as touched him, they were healed. And the scripture says in there again, euthos, immediately. Mark was all about the immediately's. I told you last night, 42 times in his entire, he's the shortest gospel of all the gospels. He has 16 chapters. He has the least amount of words that he wrote, but he wrote these stories, these action stories. It's an action-packed book, and there's immediately, 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 immediately. Jesus touched them, and immediately they were healed. Jesus came, and immediately things took place. I mean, it was immediately. And then we get to Mark 11, and it's not immediate. How many know, I said it last night, that sometimes God takes forever to get us to a suddenly. <laughs> and sometimes he does miracles that are instantaneous. They're suddenly and immediately. And then sometimes miracles are progressive. Sometimes miracles, he'll speak the word and it's in the process. Because I believe that when he speaks that word, that it's true. Come on, somebody. And that's where we have to believe and have faith that if God said it, then I'm going to believe it, and it's going to come to pass. And in this passage of Scripture, here we have a miracle of Jesus that is not immediate. Now, let me look at this verse here for a moment, and because I believe it's powerful, and then we're going to make some prophetic declarations here um, in this place. But God's raising us up to be a people of faith. Can you say faith? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And for some reason, for, you know, being prophetic people, you know, and prophetic is about not just, it's about hope. The word stirs up faith, but also prophetic is about hope. But we've been sometimes in a place where, where we've lived in hope more than we've lived in faith. And we've been speaking, it's coming, and we're looking for what's coming, not realizing that it has arrived. And one of the things the Lord spoke to me now I'm moving off of Mark 11. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm hoping to get to it. One of the things things Lord spoke to me in the air as I was flying here. It's only, it's a short flight. It's like 59 minutes to fly from Atlanta to New Orleans and, 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 and to, to the ATL to the MSY. And it's in the air at about 38,000 feet as we were flying up over the air. The Lord spoke to me to speak to praise church a word, and to tell them that the delay is over. Amen. That God is, has brought you through a place of processing. You hear that scripture in Psalm where it says, you know, we went through the fire. How many know what I'm talking about? And we went through the flood. And you allowed men to ride over our heads. But thou has brought us into a wealthy place. And I just believe that, 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 that there's been a process. You've gone through a journey. And 2020 definitely has been quite a journey. But if we look with our prophetic eyes, we realize that this is a transition season in the earth and that God is pushing the reset button. 
And there's some things that he's resetting in this time in his church, in his people, in our lives, in our callings. He's resetting us in this time frame in the earth so that the church can be who God created her to be. Somehow we, we, we become consumers, we, become, we get into Americanism, there's a whole lot of stuff, and we forget about the fact that the gospel, it was brought forth on a cross, and blood was shed. Come on, somebody. And there was a sacrifice that was made. And so, so I believe that God's bringing us into a place where we're going to understand. We're going to walk with wisdom. And we're not going to grieve the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be a church in this hour who's going to be sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be sensitive to what we say. Ooh, I got a witness up here. What we post. where we go, who, how we talk, how we handle ourselves, how we operate. Can I speak wisdom here today? Because this is very important in this hour because I'm, you know, even right now, just on, on, on like Facebook, I don't, I can't even look at it right now because it's like Jesus's prophecy in Mark 24 is happening. There's wars and rumors of wars and there are brothers rising up against brothers and we God's people cannot rise up against each other. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and we got to pray for one another. And even in this election, and you know, we need to pray for our elected officials. And if you may not agree or you may agree, it does not matter. You might not have voted or you might have voted. But the Bible, you go to Romans chapter 13, and we're supposed to pray for those that rule over us. We need to pray over our officials and government. So we need to pray for, for one another and stand with one another. You know, after all the fray, after all the aftermath, we need to stand together because guess what? I was reading something somebody said, and they said, it's time for us to heal. And I, I thought to myself, that's an that's, that's a incomplete statement. It's time for God to heal us. Because you look in Second Chronicles 7.14, and we have a lot of division in this nation, but you look in Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, if my people who are called by my name, and it goes on and on and on, he says, but the scripture says, and I'm going to be the one that heals the land. And that's one thing we need to realize is that no man, no woman can bring the healing that we need. Only Jesus on the throne and his blood that was bought for us can bring the healing that we need in this nation. And so we lift up our leaders, but we realize that they don't have all the answers. Not even us as preachers and pastors. We don't have all the answers, but we have the answer. We have the solution, and his name is Jesus. Can somebody say Jesus? He is the answer. And so it's exciting. I'm excited about this next season in the earth, in in the United States of America, because God's raising up a company of people who are cognizant, who have an understanding that we are God's people. And he has brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And we have to raise up, rise up, and be his people. Okay. So in Mark 11, I'm going to jump in on this for a second. In Mark 11, we're going to finally get to this scripture. Hallelujah. 